Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. But this morning, what's in my heart is just to share a little bit about missions and the importance of making sure that our eyes are lifted up and seeing the harvest, as the Bible says. That keep your eyes lifted up and see the harvest. The fields are widened to harvest, not we're to go into all the world. We need to be reminded about that because of what happens in our life and our day-to-day activities and things that happen, good and bad, could be or, or, or around in our, our, our city or country, whatever that looks like. And you, we all would agree that turn on the news, things don't look so good, but I know that God is a good God, amen? I know that he's the way. He is the only way. For this lost and hurting world, Jesus is the only hope. He is the only way, and God is still on the throne, amen? So we need to find those moments where we lift our eyes up and keep them off of our our troubles, our sorrows, our problems, or even our victories and celebrations, and make sure that our heart is open and compassionate to the people around the world. Because understand, we're truly blessed to live in this country. Amen. This is still the greatest country on the planet. It doesn't matter what it looks like or who's running for what. It does not matter. This is still the greatest country on the planet, and God is still God. That gives me hope. I'm not a, a glass half empty guy anyways. I think I'm a glass half full guy, but as long as God is still God on the throne, we always have hope. Amen. There's always hope for what God can and will do through his people. So go ahead and turn to Mark 16, 15 this morning as we dive in just a few things on missions. I want to give you an update on a few of the things that we're involved in and what you're doing around the world. And the only reason it's possible because of your faithfulness and your generosity and your prayers and your giving and even your going. But Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, he gave these instructions to his followers before he ascended to heaven. The last words of Jesus, he challenges us, he commissions us, if you will, and he uses this phrase that I'm going to talk about for the next few minutes. He says this, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Say gospel. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. What does that mean? It's obvious what we're supposed to be about is preaching the gospel. And we know the gospel to be in the Greek really is the good news. We we know that. It's the good news. The gospel in the Greek means the good news. And you realize that God doesn't have a bad news message. Anybody's giving you a bad news message about God, it's not God that he's going to punish you and you need to get right or get left or, I mean, you know, whatever that is, right, turn or burn. I mean, I hear you, but the Bible says the goodness of God brings people to repentance. And God is a good and faithful God. That's a message this world needs to hear. This world needs to hear that there is good and it is God. And without God, there is not really a lot of good. And you can look at the world today and understand that in different parts of the world. In fact, I was doing research for this and studying this out a little bit, and I just like to do that anyways and listen to different people that talk about experts in different areas in times and different things. And I came across a study that someone was talking about. It's a quality of life index that the United Nations, the United Nations, a secular organization put together. It's called Quality of Life Index, and it was directly related to religions of the world. And so they had on one scale was the low end where it wasn't good at all, then at the other end where it got better. And as you were to look at that scale, you'd see as it listed all the different religions, it had uh, things like Islam would be the worst in a sense of quality of life. And the highest quality of life came from nations or countries that were Christianized, that was the word they used. So it just would stand to reason to you and I that we would think the better quality of life around the world, not just here in America, but around the world, would come from the people that believed in God or had some kind of belief in God, amen? Why? Because with God comes a blessing. Because the good news brings a blessing. 
So it's important for you and I to understand, to change the world, it's not gonna be governmental systems, it's not gonna be economies, it's not gonna be military, it's not gonna be uh, presidents or leaders, it's gonna be the good news, the gospel, that God is a good God. And we'll look at that in a moment, what that really means. It's interesting to me also when you look at that index, if you look at other things like illiteracy, poverty, uh, infant mortality, that you see, again, the godless countries have the highest illiteracy, they have the highest poverty, they have the greatest infant mortality rate. Out of a, uh, several of them, out of 1,000 babies born, 200 die. In the Middle East area where we see Islam and, and ISIS going on, it's, it's the poorest uh, place on the planet, the most illiterate. It, that's, there's nothing good there because it's godless. There's not God there. there. Now there's God working in pockets, don't get me wrong. But understand, my point is we have got to get the good news, the gospel to places around the world because it is the only thing that brings up quality of life or brings a change about. And that's our, that's our mission as a church. That's what you're to be about as a believer. That's what we're to be about as a church. We're to be about bringing the good news to all the nations. Galatians 3.8 says this, Galatians 3.8, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, salvation would come, and announce the gospel in advance, and as, there's our word, gospel, in advance to Abraham, and now they're gonna tell us what was, what was announced to Abraham in advance or the gospel. Here it is, all nations will be blessed through you. Oh, wait a minute. I thought the gospel was that Jesus himself died and crucified, rose again for forgiveness of sin. Absolutely, but wouldn't you believe that that's a blessing? Right, so it is part of the gospel message. But what it says right here is the gospel is that all nations will be blessed through you. This is what Paul is saying here in Galatians. And really what Paul is doing here is Paul is quoting what God had spoken in Genesis 12 to Abraham. So let's go to Genesis 12 and take a look. What did God say to Abraham? What was announced? What gospel was announced to Abraham? What did God speak to him? It's before his name was changed to Abraham. So it's Abram. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land that I'll show you. I will make you into a great nation. Now listen to this next phrase, and I will bless you. A promise of God to Abraham and to his heirs, I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless you to be a blessing. It goes on to say this in verse three. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And listen to this last phrase, and all the peoples, say all the peoples, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So in Genesis 12, one through three, we see the gospel that's being referred to from Paul and we'll see later from Peter, we already saw it from Jesus and Mark. The gospel he's referring to is this message, God will bless you to be a blessing and through you all the nations will be blessed. Now that message of Jesus is a blessing, is it not? The message of him being the healer, the message of he being the deliverer, the message of, of, of Jesus coming and being the savior, that's a part of it. But we sometimes miss the rest of that. That the message of people will get around the world that you are blessed to be a blessing, meaning if I will position myself to be a blessing to others, God is obligated, he's promised to bless me. If I will position myself then to be a blessing to others, which is the gospel, God is obligated to bless me. In other words, if he can get it through me, he'll get it to me. And if people in other countries will learn this concept, which is the good news, the gospel, if people there will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the saving power, and then realize in that moment that if they'll position themselves to then bless other people, God will bless them. 
and it will raise. That's why we see the quality of life index being stronger and higher during Christian nations or Christianized nations than non. Because those people then will take that gospel message, they'll take that idea of God's blessing us to be a blessing and through us the nations will be blessed and God will move and work in a great measure and lives will be changed. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Acts 3, 24 through 25, here's Peter. Peter says it this way, indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs, we are heirs of Abraham, heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through you or through your offspring, all peoples on the earth will be blessed. That again, he's referring back to Genesis 12.1. And guess what? We are heirs of Abraham. That's us. That through us, nations and people will be blessed. Peter quotes the same thing from Genesis that Paul did in Galatians. Hebrews 6, 13 through 17. Here, listen to the, the writer of Hebrews. When God made his promise to Abraham, talking back to Genesis again, the promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, God swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you. I will bless you and give you many descendants. Again, referring back to Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature, it's what he always intended, of his purpose very clear to the heirs, you and I, of what he promised, he confirmed it with an oath. It is a promise of God that I will bless you to be a blessing and through you all nations will be blessed. And that's the good news. That's what you and I get to walk in, what we get to be a part of. And so God was saying the gospel is that God wants to bless us and through us bless all nations. I love that about God, that he's just looking for willing vessels that will position themselves through their generosity to be blessed by him to be, so they can be a blessing. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Let's look at Acts 3, 26. Let me, we read 24, 25, I wanna finish with 26. But Acts 3, 26, <clears throat> here we go. When God raised up his servant, his servant being Jesus, other translations will say Jesus. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning you from your wicked ways. So Jesus came to turn you from your wicked ways or Jesus came to bless you. So the gospel, the good news is God is a God of blessing so much so that he sent Jesus to die for you, to forgive you and to empower you to be a blessing to the lost and hurting world around you. That's the gospel story that Jesus was raised from the dead so you could be blessed to be a blessing and that is the gospel message. God is a God of blessing, amen? God is a good and faithful God and you are blessed to be a blessing. Now he empowers us, he helps us do that. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can position myself to be a blessing as you're describing. Well, he had that taken care of, Acts 1.8. He's given you a power greater than yourself. I don't know if I can step out like that. I don't know, I have fear. I don't, I don't know and I look at what I have and the limitations on my life. I don't know, it seems like a big task. Guess what? He knew that we would think that way. So he gave us a, greater, a power greater than ourselves. I always spent four weeks talking about it. Let's take a look again at Acts 1.8. But you will receive power. Say power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Why? To be his witnesses. Say witnesses. You will receive power to do what he's asking you to do. In Jerusalem, your local area and community, in Judea and Samaria, state and nation and the ends of the earth. He says that you, empowered by the Holy Spirit, will have the ability to be a blessing to all nations, everyone, everywhere. That's his desire. Position yourself to be 
used by God to be a blessing. All nations will be blessed by you or through you. We do that here. We talk a lot about our local area and what we do through the Family Life Center and some other things. This morning, I want to highlight a few of the things that you're doing through your generosity as we understand that we're blessed to be a blessing tree of life. We truly are blessed to have what we have. And it's not to say, look what we have. It's to make sure that we're positioning ourselves to be a blessing to others. In fact, to bless all the nations of the earth as God has directed and instructed us so clearly in the scripture. The Family Life Center has been established to help under-resourced in our area and the surrounding communities. In fact, we also established a Family Life Center in Seguin, and we're blessed with so many different churches and organizations partnering with us. They really are making a difference here in our area, and there's many other things that we do to be a part of that. One of the things that we've done last year came to us, in fact, rather the first of this year, was Kids Club. Kids Club is a great organization in New Braunfels, and it has been uh, connecting and ministering to kids in the New Braunfels NBISD school district, the elementary kids. A lot of the most at-risk kids come on their campus and they minister to them. Well, Comal Independent School District saw a need beyond what they were able to do to reach out to the kids in their district. And the challenge is, there's a so, it spans such a great land area that they can't bring everybody to one location. So at the first of the year, Tree of Life got a call as well as two other churches and they've asked us to partner with, now listen, they've asked the, these churches to partner with the school district to come together and create a program by We Can Preach the Gospel. We can bring the good news, amen? That kids and families will know that God is a good God and God wants to bless them and there's a way out. They're, hey, listen, there's no blessing without God. The blessings of God come with God. And so we've been partnering uh, ever since the first of the year. The program got established and started. We have some great directors. One of them that's over the whole entire program is a tree of lifer. She's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Janae Fuller and then the coordinator for Morningside. They established it at Morningside, which is an elementary campus just around the corner with about 14 or 15 second graders at that time. Now they're all third graders still in the program. And they've expanded the program. In fact, they're doubling it, adding now a new group of second graders. So they'll have the same group of kids that are now third graders and a whole new group of 15, 14, 15 second graders doubling the program. And so I want you to hear the opportunity on how we can share the gospel through Kids Club. Hey, Tree of Life. We just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for partnering with us last year to help uh, sponsor Morningside's Kids Club program. This is the first year that Kids Club has been on a public school campus and it was phenomenal. We served 15 kids and we had such a great response and it was so successful. They have asked us to expand and we are going to double the size of the program there. We need you. Uh, my name is Holly Bazan, and I'm the program coordinator for the new Kids Club campus at Morningside. For those of you that don't really know what Kids Club is, it is an after-school ministry for children who are uh, in need. They are in need of a safe place to go after school. They might be in need of a hot meal or help in their academics. Um, and that's where you get to step in and join us if you feel called or led to. So at Morningside, uh, the kids come to us straight from their classroom. So 2.40, they are in our room, uh, ready to be loved on. Um, after that, we come in um, and have an hour of team time. And in Kids Club, team time is our homework focused hour. So those children are pulling out their homework that they need help on, and we try as best we can to give them one-on-one -on -one tutoring help. After 
after our hour of homework time, we have chapel, and it's uh, a time where we teach straight from the Word of, uh, word of God, um, similar to a Sunday school class. There's an object lesson, there's worship, there's prayer, um, and these kids are taught the truth about who God says they are um, and who He is. And after electives or team time, we serve them dinner. Um, and this is also one of my favorite parts of Kids Club because we get to sit down together and um, we get to talk with them. And then we send them home, well fed, uh, both physically and hopefully spiritually. As volunteers, uh, we have multiple opportunities. Um, as a reading buddy, you can read one-on-one -on -one with a child. Um, listen to a child read. Uh, if you're a Spanish speaker, we have kids that need to read in Spanish as well as English. We have a need for a chapel speaker and, and volunteers who would like to come in and lead praise and worship. Um, we also have needs for, for elective leaders who want to come in and bring their hobby or their special, special skill that the Lord has, has gifted them with and teach these kids. Volunteers uh, can serve both Tuesdays and Thursdays or just Tuesday, just Thursday. The, the times are very, very flexible, and we will work you in according to your gifts and your schedule. You just have to show up. I am thankful um, for the kingdom perspective that God has opened my eyes and shown me as I serve along these kids. Um, and it's my joy to do it. I love doing it. Um, but I warn you that uh, you will fall in love with these kids, um, and they will change your life. So thank you, thank you again, Tree of Life, for being such a strong supporter of our ministry, um, for joining with us. Thank you to all the volunteers who have loved on our kids. Um, I love you, and I am thankful for you, and I love getting to serve alongside you. Thank you, Tree of Life. Amen. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know. I don't know if you fully grasp the scope of that. That is a public school superintendent asking churches to partner on a faith-based program because when we sat in the meeting we told the superintendent this will only work if we could bring the good news and he said whatever you need to do we need to help these kids and so we are really blessed the only limitation there are volunteers because this program we want to build in a way that it can then be established in every elementary school in Comal Independent School District there's already a program for the New Braunfels School District I just we're God's doing great things, and we need to make sure that we're on board with what he's doing. Amen? So, great opportunity. Uh, so, out there, there's a table. As you leave this morning, if anything has grabbed your heart concerning Kids Club, just stop and talk to them. Pick up some more information and uh, see maybe if that's something God would have you do. And we're doing many other things in our local area for sure. Uh, this just being one, uh, but we're starting a new school year, and they're doubling the program. In fact, the meals for Morningside will be cooked at our campus. So we're even looking for people that will come and serve a little bit on Tuesday afternoon or Thursday afternoon or both to prepare hot meals. It may be the best meal of the day that they get as kids. And so what a great ministry that is. So we wanted to let you know about that. And there's other things that we're doing around the nation and around our state in making sure that we're staying in line with the instruction of Jesus, going to all the world and make sure that we're empowered to do it in our local areas, our state, nation, and the ends of the earth. But I want to jump to the ends of the earth and share a few things with you this morning. As I previously said, that Audible Day Vita is launching their new service today in their new campus because they had outgrown it a long time ago, actually, outgrown their old campus. And just sheer necessity, they had to move. It's a big leap of faith. But God's done so many amazing things in and 
through Audible Day Vita and you're giving, you're sowing, you're praying, you're going. And so you're a part of that, making a difference of the gospel coming to that area, the good news that lives will be changed and they have been. Uh, we took a missions team just shortly, uh, not long ago there to the field and experienced some great things and had some great things happen. It's great to have a local church to get them plugged into so they can continue to grow. And I didn't want you to hear everything from me this morning. So we interviewed a couple, uh, three couples that went on the trip and I want you to hear their hearts. And this is also what we're able to do. So you'll see a highlight video, you'll see an interview, then you'll get a building update and then I'll share some more. So let's take a look at the screen. trip, we could not get it out of our heads. We were, after, found, after we found out about it, we felt like we were literally called and pushed to go on the trip. We saw that it was the mission trip team was down there at the same time and we thought it was so great what they were doing and we wanted to be part of that blessing uh, for the Mexican uh, community. So we came back uh, and we decided we're gonna do this. You know, uh, my wife and the kids were all gonna go and do it and experience that amazing blessing that they were doing and we wanted to be part of it. Every time we saw the videos of what we do in the missions field and all that kind of stuff, seeing all the kids, seeing, hearing the stories that, um, you know, unfold while you're down there. I just, I couldn't help but just get tears and I got chills and I'm like, I, there's something just drawing me to need to go. And we didn't know how it was gonna happen, but that's the beauty of God, mm -hmm. it really is. It's, it's something that you just learn along the way and you just have to trust. Once you throw all your trust out there, it's, it's one of those things that it just, it gives me chills every time. Yes. Um, you, yes. 
you know it's perfect for you. Right. Trust. Well, the thoughts started coming in. Uh, you know, what are your family members are gonna think? Uh, you know, how you don't like going door to door and preach? How are you gonna handle this? And I just started praying. You know, yeah, I started praying and praying because my biggest fear is going door to door. How are people gonna take this? You know, what reaction am I gonna get? Um, so I prayed and, and, and I just felt comfort in my heart that God was going to put the words that I needed to say at that moment. Mm -hmm. And I actually, it was easy. Once I went door to door the, the first time, it was the, the most amazing thing. Yes. You know, like, oh, well, I want to go knock on every door now. You know, it's like, it was yeah, so I'm the first one. It was exciting. And I was like, next one, please. You know, so it was just an amazing how God works because that was my biggest fear. I'm going to go knock on somebody's door. So the outreach at the hospital really impacted me greatly. Um, just because the way the hospital system is set up there. So we walked up to this huge hospital building and it's family after family after family sitting outside, sitting on the perimeter of the building because they're not allowed to go inside. They're hurting mm -hmm. and they want hope and they want peace and they want love. And so you just start pouring that out in prayer. and. They just were giving their hearts to Christ right and left. It was amazing. And they come alive once you're yeah. praying with them. They're just alive again. They're, they open up and they're just... There's mm -hmm. hope. Hope. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. You start... We, our, we broke in our groups and we started praying for the different people. As we worked our way around, you would get near a group of people and they would... They wanted you to come mm -hmm. and pray for them. Yes. You know, yes. Pray with them. yes. Was, our last outreach... Uh, I mean, we had done three or four of them, and our last one was huge. Whenever we got towards the end where we were offering salvation to every single person, so many hands went up. We couldn't keep up mm -hmm. with how many people. And, and tell them this was this is perfect. This is exactly what you needed. And then they knew it. They didn't know that they thought they were coming for a concert. <laughs> and they came home. They went home with salvation. Yes. Yes. Giving to contributing to missions is our way to reach more than just our world, more than our everyday and the people that we come in contact with here. But it gives us the opportunity to um, reach lives that we otherwise wouldn't be able to. And then when we get the reports back and we get to see what our money's going to and the lives that are being saved and the impact that's being made, then it's really encouraging to know that we were a part of that. Yes. Thank you, Tree of Life, for your prayers, your love, your support, your faith in us um, so that we can be your hands and feet. Thank you for your prayers. Prayer, nothing happens without prayer. Right. Prayer goes a long, long way. Nos vemos el siguiente año. Sigan orando por nosotros y por las almas que necesitan salvación. Hey guys, this is Pastor Jeff, and we are here in our new location. Uh, and we're excited about what God's doing here. We're excited about the growth that we've experienced. And uh, let me just tell you real quickly about the area that we're in. Uh, we are in an area that is surrounded by neighborhoods. And so unlike our other location, this, this area is, I mean, we've got thousands and thousands of homes all around us. So great opportunity for us. And so I'm standing right here 
in uh, what is actually going to be our kids' room this weekend. We're having a first service this Sunday, and uh, it'll it'll actually end up being at administrative offices, and we have upstairs where we have administrative offices. But for Sunday, we've got a lot of construction, a lot of things that we uh, have to do still, but it's coming together, and we're looking forward to having service. Uh, hey guys, here we are, um, just giving you a quick tour. This is kind of our hallway, which will be to our kids' ministry area. Uh, we've got bathrooms behind us uh, over here, and follow me this way. And we are coming into our foyer area. Also, our cafe will be over in this direction. And our main entrance is going to be back here. Uh, so we'll have kind of a welcome center. And uh, we're not sure where we're going to put our bookstore yet, but we are in the foyer. And right off the foyer here is our main kids' classroom. And it's full of stuff right now. We won't be able to use it this Sunday. Uh, a lot of construction still left to do. Our bathroom areas are over that way. And if you look above, what we have on top of this, these kids' classrooms and also the bathroom area, there'll be a second floor, which will be three more kids' classrooms. So we'll have a total of five kids' classrooms. So we're really excited about that. Uh, our fifth classroom for the kids is going to be in this area here, which will be uh, our baby room. And so uh, we're going to actually be using it this Sunday. we still got to paint it and put our stuff in there. So it'll be ready to go on Sunday. Um, now let's come into the sanctuary. So here is our main sanctuary, and we believe that we'll fit in, in between 500 and 600 chairs in here. So more than double the size of where we, where we were. So again, we're excited about what God's doing in here. And if you can kind of see this whole area, we'll give you a whole pan around and let you look at it. It's pretty much a big mess right now. And if you can imagine, uh, today is Friday, and our we'll have our first service in Sunday. So we've got a team of people coming tomorrow to paint, to clean. Uh, we've got Carson Baker with us this week who's helping us hang all of the speakers and get our sound system plugged in. But as you can tell, a lot of work still needs to be done. Uh, and we're just, uh, man, we just thank you guys for your support. Thank you for partnering with us. Um, and it's, we're looking forward to having just a fantastic weekend with this place full, even though it's not finished. Uh, God's got some great things to do this weekend and through Tree of Life Mexico. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Great stuff. You know, the difference is that the gospel, the good news has come. And people need to know the God that wants to bless them. Amen. They need to know that because without that God, if you don't have God, you don't have his blessing. So today, this morning, you saw that was Friday. I, I saw some things posted very late or really early this morning. Uh, some pictures. We have some pictures of what it looked like cleaned up. So they got it ready for service this morning. How great is that? Amen. It's awesome. And um, if I'm not mistaken, we have a picture. They started service this morning. So people are starting to come in. They got, a, got, got pictures in before service started. So people are starting to pour into that place. And they had a... Uh, getting ready. They have two services. Wow, look at that. See there? Look at that. Getting filled up already. Wow. <laughs> you know, they had uh, two services at their other place. So they were excited about going to one. <laughs> I'm not sure how long they'll stay at one. But uh, 
uh, wow, God's doing great things, but thank you for your generosity. We can continue to see the importance of taking the gospel, the good news, and the difference that it makes. And we've been blessed to be a blessing, and through us, the Bible says, as we position ourselves for that, that the nations will be blessed. Uh, one of the things that we uh, started also this year, this summer, um, was uh, partnering with uh, a group called Indian Evangelical Team and reaching an unreached people group in India. You know, there's still over 7,000 unreached people groups around the world, and one-third of them are in the country of India. And in fact, there is a particular state that we're doing some work in that houses 10%. And so we had connected in January with a group of people that had been doing ministry over there, and God just dropped it in my heart, in my, the heart of my wife, and we went on a trip, as you know, last October, and just instantly fell in love. God expanded our heart, our vision here at Tree of Life Church. We felt that we had been blessed, that we could step out and be a blessing to this area of the world. Uh, the difference in what we're doing there as compared to some of the other places is this is a completely unreached area. They don't have a Bible in their language. Uh, in the Namadi, it's a Namadi group, people group. There's not a Bible in Namadi, the Namadi language. There's not even a Jesus film in the Namadi language. And it's a group uh, that has been unreached with the gospel, but the organization we're working with has 10 missionaries ready to go in there. And we are fully supporting 10 families, and they live on less than $180 a month. And Abby, if you will go ahead, you can put those families up. So here's the family. These are our missionaries that we support every month, these families, and they're going in there. Now, the state that they're in is a state that has an anti-conversion law. It is against the law to do what they're doing. And yet, they have a heart and a burden for the, their people, and they are going in there faithfully, and your contributions, our contribution funds them uh, every month to be able to do what God has called them to do at great risk. Um, this October, coming again, we'll be going with the same group over. Uh, my wife and I, Pastor Lemoyne and Tom Duran, will be going over, and we'll get to sit down with these 10 families. We'll get to meet them face-to-face. We'll get to love on them from Tree of Life. We'll get to bless them. We'll get to encourage them. We'll get uh, video interviews about the work that they're doing that actually, guys, we have a part in making that happen because we've been blessed to be a blessing, and through us, we can bless the nations of the world. So this is a completely dark area, and so they're now hearing the gospel for the first time, and so we had a, a couple pictures and update come not long ago, so I have a few pictures to show you. This is, a, this is a prayer meeting that's happened, and this is in the Namadi people group, and there's a neighboring tribe called the Bill tribe that Faith Family and Victoria have been sponsoring, and so they've been helping establish a work with our church planters, and here's a, here's a prayer group that's meeting over there. Uh, some of those are Namadi people. Here's a, a, one of our missionaries that is uh, taking time to teach the Namadi people in this particular village, and understand they don't have a Bible. What are they hearing? They're hearing the good news that God wants to bless them. Because they don't hear that over there. They have to know the God of blessing to be blessed. So they're hearing the good news. And then we'll move on to the last picture. Here's the first fruits of the Namadi people as our missionaries have been over there. They're getting baptized. Amen. That's the first fruits right there. People in a dark, ungodly world or place over there in India now have heard the good news and they've given their life to Christ in the midst of great peril and they're going down publicly to the river to be water baptized because of your generosity. Blessed to be a blessing. You will be able to bless the nations. Um, Abby, do we, I didn't show that video first service. I know we're close to time. Do you have that? Here's a, here's a meeting right here. Do you have audio for that? It's uh, before me, some praise and worship.
Saudi people. That's one of the first services over there in that area. Amen. One of our missionaries is there. One of our Namadi missionaries is there. And some of the believers that are singing along and playing the music are from a neighboring tribe that have already had the gospel presented. And they're partnering to help get established. And the, the terminology they use is a beachhead or a beachfront. You know, if you're going to invade a place, let's say the military guys don't stand that, you got to establish a beachhead to get in there. And so that's what's happening right now through your generosity. You're enabling that to take place and sponsoring these missionaries and the gospels going forth because we've been blessed. And we've been blessed for a reason. We've been blessed to be a blessing. And through us, we'll be able to bless the nations. Amen. That's the gospel. And that's the good news. And bringing Jesus is a blessing. And all that he provides and, and your resources. Position yourself to be a blessing. And God is obligated to bless you. Because through you, then the nations will be blessed. I wanted you to see that this morning. I felt it was time for us to kind of just get together and keep our eyes lifted up and make sure that we have our eyes looking at the, the fields that are widened to harvest and make sure that our heart is expanding to be able to be a blessing around the world. You are making a difference. So thank you so much, Tree of Life, for your generosity. But let's keep doing what God's called us to do. Amen. And so actually, I, I purposely saved the offering uh, to the end of service and not tried to coerce anything. My, my heart is to let you know what's happening around the world. And so you can see, and I'm asking you, and I've asked you for weeks, you knew that the first Sunday of every month is Mission Sunday, which we're asking our families to pray and see what they would, or God would have them do to give above their tithe. You don't redesignate. You give above your tithe because your, your tithe enables us to do what God's called us to do here. But that way we can expand the missions ministry into other places. We can support Audible De Vida and what they're doing, other missions organizations we partner with, and then our project, uh, Namadi People Project over there in India. And so we're going to take the offering up. And what you'll see on the offering envelope from this point forward is it'll be look normal with all your tithe, place to put your tithe and offering, but also it'll say, I have a line for missions. And you can just write in there the amount above your tithe you want to give, and we'll make sure that gets into the field and, and is impacting people's lives. So you can just raise your hand. Normally, as it happens in our offering, and uh, you can write Tree Life on your check if you want a record of your giving. Uh, you can give online. You can text through our app. You can go online. My wife and I, we do that online as well. And you can find options for that and doing that uh, through those areas, those avenues also. And so this morning, I really just wanted you to see what was happening. And then again, just continue to have a heart for the world. Position yourself for the blessing by being a blessing. And God's got greater things ahead for all of us in store for this church to do our part in this end time harvest, to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. And so we're going to take a moment. I'm going to pray of the offering. And then as we give a few more things just to tell you about. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be generous. We thank you, Father God, as we understand everything we have belongs to you. It's all yours. You're the owner. We're simply the stewards of the manager. And your word is so very clear that we're to return 10% back unto you, Father God, our tithe. And so I thank you for this church's heart to be obedient in the tithe, Father. We thank you that enables us to do what we do. But it also talks about offerings, Father God. And I pray, Lord, that everyone seeks you, Father, and asks you, what would you have us to do to give above our tithe to so little extra, Father God, into the lost and hurting people around the world, to position ourselves, Father God, for generosity, by generosity, to be a blessing to the nations. I thank you, Father God, for just speaking to us, and we'll be obedient to follow your prompting, Lord, as we are, are, are positioning ourselves to be that blessing, Lord, that you can flow through and work through. I thank you for everyone, Lord, and the opportunity that we have today to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. In Jesus' name. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas. Or you can watch us on live stream. 
Thank you again for listening.